Podcast. This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava, and today is Tuesday, May 25th, 2021, and it is another day. It's been all right. I really didn't really didn't have a crazy reselling day or anything like that, but it's been an all right day. I was super busy at my day job, which there's just a lot going on there right now. So many things that have been breaking, so many things that have been like new projects and stuff like that. So I've been working on that a decent bit, but Outside of that, we really haven't had too many releases today. There may have been a couple low-key items that came out, but other than that, nothing, nothing crazy, nothing like yesterday. Yesterday was an amazing day, but today's been a little bit slower, which is fine. I think you need those, or if we didn't have those, I would constantly be out of money. So it's probably good that we do have slow days because it allows me to build up more capital and reinvest for the very, very busy days. So either way, good enough day. Made some sales. I've been dealing with a irate customer on eBay. The dude is completely out of his mind and he's like demanding I refund him even though I have no idea what's going on with this package right now. Like it may be lost, it may not be, but more than likely what's going to happen is I'll refund him and then the package will arrive in Puerto Rico and I just have like if I refund him before that, he has no obligation to send me the package back. So I'm not really sure what to do. So what I did and probably may or may not, it may either be a very, very good idea or may have been a terrible idea. I'm not entirely sure yet, but I went on the USPS website and requested a package return service. So we're basically like a redirect back to my house. So what I'm going to pay attention to is if I get a charge on my card that says the package has been redirected to my house, well, then I know that it's been found, it's been stopped, and then it'll come back to me and it's only a $15 charge. If not, I'm going to be out a $200 item, which I don't want to have happen. And even if it makes it to Puerto Rico and he ships it back to me, I'll be charged for that. And it'll be about, I'm going to say about 50 to $60 shipping. So hopefully going to save myself money here, but I'm not really sure what eBay is going to have done. The guy's either going to get his refund or he's not. Like, he's probably going to get a refund either way because the the there's like three options either the item gets redirected back to me and i refund him or the item doesn't get redirected to me it doesn't get redirected to him it's completely lost forever i'm out 200 bucks and he gets his money back or three it ships down to him he's pissed off still he asks for the refund i give him the refund he has to well he asks for the return and then he has to return he has to ship it back to me and then i give him a refund and any of those, I'll probably be fine because like, if he leaves me a negative review on eBay, I'll, all I have to do is say, hey, there's three returns. I gave him the return. I don't know what else you want me to do. I've worked with this guy like crazy and he's just been like complete, yeah, I don't know. He's been crazy the entire time that I've been de- dealing with him. So that's what's been going on on eBay. Had me a little bit frustrated this morning, I think. But other than that, it's really been just kind of run-of-the-mill stuff. I have been taking and countering a lot more offers. So don't ever get complacent with that. I've talked about it before and I really did not take my own advice until probably the last couple of weeks, but just powering through and doing those offers and sending them out or more importantly, when you get an offer and countering it and it doesn't even matter. Like if you don't like the offer, like I got an offer for 99 cents today. Okay, terrible offer. It was like for a $400 item and not, not a good offer at all, right? But I countered and I countered right below asking price because the person's never going to accept that. And number two, it generates more leads for that item and for my store. So it works out really well. I do like that sort of a thing because it allows me to be able to generate more activity in my store. eBay thinks that my items are getting more activity because they are, and then it pushes more buyers towards my items and they go to my listings and then end up buying and stuff like that. So either way, it's been pretty good. I have been a couple caveats I did not know about and do want to talk about those really quickly because you need to you probably need to know these, especially if you've been selling any of the really hyped items like consoles or 
or some of the other things that have been really, really hot items. And that's actually a, a, a ticket, like a big ticket term right there is uh, hot items. So I want to talk about those for a second because there is some minor risk involved and I'm not trying to dissuade sway anybody off of these. I would never try and push you off of these because you're probably going to make a lot of money if you get one, barring that you, you, you know how to sell it and stuff and it's not that hard to. But I want to talk about the hot items that have been on eBay, the, the Xboxes and Playstations in particular, because they've been blowing up media and social media since they came out back in fall of 2020. I mean, they've been constantly out of stock. You can't get one anywhere. You have to be super lucky or you have to have a bot or you have to really know what you're doing to get these these things. And they restock at weird times. And like, there's all these different caveats to when all the, the different stores are going to release them and stuff like that. Either way, if you end up getting one, let's say you get one, say you walk into a big box store and they have one, somebody returned it, which is possible. I mean, they could, they could have one because somebody walked in and returned it. Probably not likely, but it could happen. And let's say you bought it and you have it now for retail. It was unused, it was brand new. And you're going, okay, I have this new PlayStation, this new Xbox, what do I do? Well, barring that that's your first one, you can go sell it on eBay and you'll be fine. And like nothing, nothing matters. But let's say you start getting a lot of them. Let's say you figure out how to get a lot of them. Maybe you get a connection at a big box store. Maybe you get a bot. I don't know what you're doing, but somehow you figure out a way to get a lot of PlayStations or Xboxes. eBay has, and, and they've had this for a while and I did not know about it, but they have a policy called their like hot items hot items exclusion or something like that policy where they will limit you on how many hot items you can list and sell on a certain like in a certain week and this is very very interesting to me because it does not it does not correlate with what you would think right you would think ebay would want you to sell as many as you can because who wouldn't want to sell hot items on ebay and primarily xboxes and playstations ebay's getting ebay's actually getting less of a cut because xboxes and playstations are at the 6% or 6.35% or whatever. I think it's now 6.55% fee on eBay versus the 12.55% that most item categories are because they are a gaming console. So if you have a store and you're on managed payments, that's what your your fee is. And if you have a store and you're on PayPal, you have a little bit of a different fee. Same kind of concept. It's, It's roughly half of what the full fee is for PayPal and eBay if you're on PayPal. If you, if you have a store that's above, I think, a starter store. So if you have like a basic store above, you you will get this this massive discount on your fees. And for items that are selling for anywhere from like somewhere between four to $400 to a thousand bucks, like that's a pretty significant drop in your fee because you're saving a ton of money, 6% versus 12% of a thousand dollars, you're saving 60 bucks there. So imagine if you got a bunch of these things, how, how crazy the savings would be just because you're selling gaming consoles. Well, I think eBay recognizes this and eBay recognizes the publicity of getting hot items in like gaming consoles have been and they have tried to limit it. And this has been a thing that's been in place for I think a number of years because I don't think we've really had it happen too many times, but I was looking through some eBay threads and seeing people talk about it in 2017, which I don't know what they were trying to sell back then, but they were saying they were getting limited on selling certain items on eBay due to this hot items uh, policy that eBay put in where you can only list a certain amount per week. So I jumped on the eBay seller chat because I saw this happening and I wanted to know a little bit more because in the event that you get a bunch of an Xbox or a bunch of a PlayStation, what do you do? I mean, what do you what do you do if they don't let you list them on eBay? You could sell them on Mercari or you could sell them on, on I guess, Walmart Plus if you're approved for that, but nobody's approved for Walmart Plus to sell PlayStations. There's very few sellers and there's very it's a lot harder to move them on Mercari than it is on eBay for the prices that you want to get. Like you can get a higher price on eBay is what I'm saying. And their fees are lower. So like, why wouldn't you? Mercari's 12.9%. eBay is around 6.35% or 6.55% right now. So it's relatively half the fees. You can sell it for more. Why wouldn't you sell it on eBay? So I was talking to them and they were basically saying that you are, they told me that for my account, which is a top rated seller account, I, I do a 
decent amount of volume. I don't do anything crazy. I'm not in like the top 10% of sellers, but you can look that up. There's a site for it. I don't remember what it's called, but I'm not in any of those, but I do sell a decent amount of volume every month and I deliver what I think to be pretty good customer service. Like I don't have any bad reviews or anything like that. I have hundred percent feedback and I pretty much deliver everything on time. I ship everything the next day or same day, like same stuff that you would want to have for a store if you were trying to buy from them and stuff like that. And they told me that I was allowed to list up to three Xboxes per week. So think about that. If you were to hit, if you were to hit like, and I've seen people on Instagram and Twitter hit clips of these things where they're hitting like 50 of them. If you hit 50 Xboxes with a bot and you can only sell three of them per week, you're going to be sitting there for a lot of weeks with these things. So it's just something to give you pause and figure out another alternative. And it makes me pause a little bit because we saw this happening with Amazon and now eBay is doing it a little bit more. I've seen it pop up a lot more recently on eBay. I've talked to people about it who have gotten like more of these, more Xboxes and Playstations than most human beings would ever imagine. And they were saying that they've been like blocked on eBay and stuff for, for months from listing them, which is crazy because it says only like three per week. So I don't know if eBay, whenever this person listed all their Xboxes, didn't have the policy or didn't really recognize it as a hot item. And once they sold like 50 of them, they were like, oh my gosh, like this guy sold 50 of these things. Let's limit him for whatever 50 divided by three is to get their, their total amount of weeks. They'll be blocked from selling these in the future. And then whatever that is, like they ended up getting close to like 16 week ban from eBay for selling Xboxes or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know how they figured it out, but the person's been banned for months and it's like, it's not normal. Like that's not normal to not ban from eBay, but ban from selling an Xbox. So if you're getting a bunch in, you need to have some sort of, of way of getting around this. So you can figure out how to sell them. You don't want to just be stuck on eBay. So it's important to have, there's like two takeaways for this for me because I didn't realize this was a big thing. I didn't actually believe it. I saw people talking about it back in the fall, but I didn't believe it and I didn't see it happening. And that's probably because I didn't get that many of them. I got more than most people, but I didn't get a lot because I didn't have a bot and I didn't know what I was doing. But back then there were people that were hitting 50 to 100 of these things and they're like, eBay is limiting me for how many of these I can sell. And I didn't really believe them, but now I do because I've seen it firsthand. It's it's happened on the, like I've seen it happen to me. I've seen it happen to other people where they've gotten blocked for trying to sell more than three Xboxes. I was like, this is crazy. Like how does this sort of thing happen? And so it kind of gives me two, two takeaways from this, two points that I want to bring to your, your attention right now, because there are things that are pretty important when it comes to business and things that I've slowly been trying to incorporate into my business. I talked about it a little bit last week, but you need to have backup plans you need to have and not a backup plan for your business i'm not saying you need to have some sort of thing where if I, if everything hits the fan i'm gonna go back and screaming and running back to my old job and beg for it back or anything like that like if you're full-time i'm not saying you need to have a backup plan because you're screwed or something or whenever things get hard go back to your old job that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is you need to have a backup plan for an item you need to have multiple exit strategies and you see a lot of people talk about this in real estate been listening to a lot of bigger pockets and they're saying multiple extra strategies for a house. You need to be able to either burr it or you can rent it out or you can sell it or you can do like some creative strategies where you're doing like some sort of weird renting thing where you're breaking it down by room inside the house instead of by by floor level or stuff like that. Like there's a whole bunch of different things that people have come up with to do with these, these different rental properties or just properties that they own in order to say, here's my seven different strategies for if, if A doesn't work, then we'll go to B. If B doesn't work, then we'll go to C. If C doesn't work, then we'll go to D. If I can get any of these things to work, I'm going to go to this next plan that I have in place. That way I have multiple ways to not lose my tail on this this purchase of a property. And it's the same thing with reselling. You don't want to just be, you don't want to be so invested in an item or so 
so like stuck in one way of doing something that the slightest change could trigger something to happen with your with your store that now you can't make any money and and this happened i mean there was an amazon seller i was listening to reezy's pod yesterday and the the reezy resells pod and he was talking about how there's one of the largest amazon booksellers so they lost a million dollars in one day because a lot of the books that they were making anywhere between like 17 to 20 cents on once Amazon back in, I don't know, like 2017 or whenever they rolled out this new fee structure where they took 50 cents per, I think it was per listing or per listing for FBA. They took 50 cents per per FBA item um, when they first started rolling that out. Well, all the books that they were only going to make 20 cents on, they now were losing 30 cents on. And then they had to liquidate those and basically have Amazon destroy them for them for 15 cents a book. They had like a ton of books in there and they lost a million dollars overnight because Amazon just rolled out this new policy and it caused them to wake up and say, our business is too fragile. We are not going to be able to be sustainable if Amazon really starts to change things up. And Amazon has changed things up. There's no longer a very sustainable way to sell bulk books on FBA where you're going to have them sitting there for a long amount of time. It's, it's very difficult because the fees are so high and especially when they're that cheap and you're only making 10 to 20 cents a book, you may be paying one to two cents. If you start doing that in massive quantity, well, your ROI is going to be crazy. But if you can't make any money because they're putting out all these crazy fees and all these things for storage and all this kind of stuff, well, now your business is screwed. So you need to have multiple exit strategies and multiple ways to sell something in order to not have your, your business tank. And this goes for all platforms. I mean, we're going to see eBay start to roll out different stuff in the future. We're going to see platforms like Mercari who maybe you only made 2.9% on your Mercari pur purchases and stuff, all the things you would sell on Mercari. But now what we see is they've rolled out this, they, they went from 10% to 12.9% on Mercari. And it's very, very difficult for people that were doing super low margins to continue to make money because they've just had a large portion more of their, of their thing taken from them. So if you're only making very small margins, you're going to lose all that extra profit you were getting just by that losing that 2.9%. I mean, that kind of stuff happens, especially if you're doing massive volume and stuff like that. So it's important to keep this kind of stuff in mind. And that's like just one takeaway. The other takeaway from this is that if you are selling on these platforms, you cannot become subject to one platform. It's just, you can't. And I talk about it. I've said I'm going heavy on eBay before, and I am. I am going very heavy on eBay, but that does not mean you cannot have accounts set up on other platforms. And the the particular person, well, like one of my buddies I was talking to about this said, he started selling a lot of items on Facebook Marketplace, doing shipping and stuff like that because they were selling well on there. And there's a lot of traffic on Facebook Marketplace and he wasn't getting banned on there for selling them. Like they weren't throttling his selling abilities for a certain item on Facebook Marketplace based off of how many he sold. They didn't care. So, and he was making more money because I think Facebook Marketplace fees are 5%. They may be a little bit more now, but they're relatively close to eBay's fees. So making decent money still, if not more money, because at some point I think they lowered them to five or 0% fees last year around Christmas time. So he's making good money then because he wasn't having any fees. And then on the other stuff, he's making relatively the same he can on eBay, except he's still allowed to sell them on Facebook Marketplace. So that was just an exit strategy. And you can have multiples of those. You don't just need to have one platform that you're tied to and say, well, if this platform goes or this platform change, changes something, I'm screwed. That's no way to have a business because well, what are you going to do? You're going to be screwed when, when they do change something that affects your business. It's bound to happen. Something's going to happen that's going to change the way you do business and you need to be prepared to say, okay, well, I can pivot to this or I can pivot to this platform or I can pivot this particular item to a new to a new platform or to new, a new way of selling. Maybe I don't sell this item anymore, but you need to have that because if that's all you know and the only way it works is with one platform in one particular way, the day that thing changes, you're going to not have a very successful business anymore. You don't want that fragile of a business. So 
that goes for me. I, I do a lot of eBay selling and I do need to move more into at least having a, an Amazon account as well. I think that would be helpful. But also just being able to be like on Facebook Marketplace, I can't get on there because I don't, I've never had a Facebook account. I just never had one. And they don't trust me as a person because they don't think that I'm real whenever I make a Facebook account to jump off Facebook Marketplace because they think I'm some sort of bot or something like that. So that's something I need to work out. And I need to work out some of these other platforms that allow you to sell everything because you can't go on Poshmark. You can't go on Etsy and sell some of these items because they're not clothing and they're not vintage and they're not handmade. So just the, the platforms that allow you to sell everything that have decent traffic, your eBay, your Mercari, your Amazon, your Facebook marketplace, like those sort of things are super, super valuable. And it's just because they allow you to sell whatever you want within reason and don't sell anything illegal or something like that, but they're not limiting you to a certain niche and they allow you to do it at scale for the most part. And when one of them changes like Amazon or eBay, you have Mercari and you have Facebook Marketplace to fall back on for certain items that may be limited on those other platforms to say, I can still sell this here, I can still make money here, or at least I can liquidate this item if it's no longer going to be able to make money on these other platforms. I can at least liquidate it on Facebook Marketplace, on Mercari, or maybe eBay if you get clipped on Amazon because of something. You know, you can still sell it on these other platforms and still make your money back, or at least break even, or maybe even take a very small loss, but you're not stuck with all this product that you can't move. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's what I've been thinking about. Hopefully that can help you out and hopefully you can make some money on that, but it's just something to, to keep in mind because you do not want to have a very fragile business. It's not, it's not good business practice. So with that being said, I'm going to go, but you guys have a great rest of your Tuesday and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.